0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black, and your money on Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money investing and more. Let's talk about the markets. I think it's about time that we get to that point. Get it out there, so to speak, right? Um, oops, hold on. I got to open a window. Wow, that went kind of crazy. Uh, give me a second. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I've had a computer issue at work recently. Does anyone else ever have these issues other than me? Um, home computer is awesome. Work computer, not so much. So the market's trying to get a comeback going, right? We had a couple days there where it was like down a hundred, down two hundred. Oh my gosh, we're down six hundred. It's a shifting market. We start coming up with ideas and thoughts and things like this, right? We're pretty, pretty sure. Uh, you know, this is it. This is the, end of the bull market. This is the bear markets coming, or maybe a shifting market, maybe a sideways market. Maybe we're you know, looking for another winner. It's just not there. pg and es down big today. pg and es down 13%. There was a point in time, it was down at one point in time, 20%. PG&E has acknowledged that it could be subject to significant liability and excess of insurance coverage that would be material to its financial condition if its equipment is found to be the cause of the campfire in Northern California. I talked about this yesterday. Would I own PG&E? No. As soon as they cut their dividend, you got to get out. And they cut their dividend. It's telling them that financially they're not stable. Now, this time next year, all of California can burn down. And as long as it's not their fault, or as long as it looks like they did the best they could to maintain their lines, their liability will be almost nothing. But this year, that doesn't apply. And uh, another wildfire just broke out in California. Macy's reported better-than-expected third-quarter results and raised its full-year outlook for earnings, upping the low end of its guidance range for revenue and comparable same source growth. I don't get into Macy's very often, but it's nice to see that the retail apocalypse that Amazon is bringing to a city near you, uh, some companies are finding ways to beat it. There's news that the Trump administration is going to be reportedly is going to hold off on new auto tariffs for now. That's a, a win for the market think for the u.s economy there's news that italy is standing by its 2.4 percent budget deficit target for 2019 which is not going to make eu officials happy um problems right the eu you get countries that have been standing alone for thousands of years suddenly trying to work together and economically kind of have a similar path it doesn't always work like that there's a report that the UK and the EU have reached a draft agreement on the Brexit that is likely to face plenty of resistance from UK lawmakers some disappointing GDP out of Germany Germany Schultz I know nothing I see nothing uh, why do we why do we care about Germany? Uh, they used to be uh, like a number two number three world economy now we care about the big boy China. But there was also retail sales that came out of China that were disappointing. Um, so China grows their retail sales 8.6%. And that's disappointing. Got to love this world, right? So if the stock market's lucky, you can avoid another trading session like the one it experienced yesterday. Yesterday was one of those fickle days. that was driven by headline volatility. Oil prices cratered in an eyebrow-raising fashion. When oil goes down, we worry that the world economies are going down. Um, to have an economy move around, you typically need planes, trains, and automobiles, and they tend to use oil. Uh, to have an economy work, you, t- you need to have factories firing up the, the furnaces. You need oil. So when oil gets weaker, you're like, why are people not demanding it? People don't want it? So oil's is kind of a big tell right now at this point in time. Or we're giving or giving it value. So CPI, consumer price index, not fun to talk about. Uh, up three-tenths of a percent month over month. Um, up two-tenths of one percent if you exclude food and energy, which can be volatile. Oil went down for 10 days in a row, so that would be deflationary, right? When oil goes up 10 days in a row, it's inflationary. Three percent increase in the gasoline index was responsible for about a third of the increase of all CPI consumer price index. As we marched towards the end of summer, uh, and demand for gasoline is at its highest. That's we're, we're backing off that now because we've passed summer. Kids are back in school. Um, Fed Chairman Powell is going to be speaking at tonight uh, to the Dallas Fed. He's expected to revolve re- um, around national and global issues of economic issues so we're gonna pay attention to him because he's the guy that is kind of in charge of raising the interest rates right and rising in the interest rates kind of involved with borrowing costs and borrowing costs when they soar people say you know what that doesn't sound like a good idea when borrowing costs are low and you're servicing that debt it's easy or it's easier than when it's higher right I'm looking up and down stocks right now. Not seeing a lot there. Canopy growth posts bigger loss than expected. Canopy growth, a play on marijuana. Cannabis, Mary Jane. Weed. All right, all right, all right. Post a bigger than expected loss on higher spending before the full legalization of recreational pot. I know some Canadians, and they're pretty hilarious. They're like, I'm not, I I don't have a good uh, Canadian impression. Take coffee. They'll ask me, how much are you uh, paying for weed in America, Rob? And uh, it, it's too much up here. I'm going to grow my own. I'm going to grow my own. Tell the government to go, 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 go to hell. I'm going to grow my own. And it's like, whoa. Okay. Canadians love their pot, right? So companies have been pouring cash to both fend off competition and open stores for canopy growth. There's growing revenues for the pot producers, but there's also growing competition. Canopy grew um, so big, and then they get this investment from Corona Beer Maker, Constellation Brands. Man, I hate Coronas. Nothing upsets me more than going to a place that only has, like, Coronas. I know you're saying, you get worked up on this stuff, don't you? Mm, kind of do. Beer. Beer. That one we may have to retire soon. Let's play it, let's say, 800 more times. Maybe you're even wondering if we're going to play it eight more times. Francis slammed Trump for his lack of common decency. (laughs) Fair, fair. You have us there, France. Um, France's government fired back at President Trump after he went after French President Emmanuel Macron. Um, And yesterday he was tweeting like, Look at, look at France's World War I and World War II records. Not exactly Like, whoa. That's just, I don't know. Trump's talked about how he wants to put tariffs on French wine. Like, he, he, Don't cross this president. He'll tariff you, he'll out tariff you. Hey, you can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Don't forget, I've got a big seminar coming up this Saturday. That's right around the corner. Last seminar of the year. I'm going to be doing investing beyond a 401k wealth accumulation. November 17th in San Jose at the Rotary Center. Chad's video on a retirement income and tax planning seminar in the morning. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Use the code radio25. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Mark Benioff, the head honcho at salesforce.com. He compared using Facebook to a deadly cigarette addiction in a wide-ranging interview with journalist Kara Swisher, formerly of Recode. Benioff has previously clashed with peers in the tech industry over policy issues. He went hard at Twitter CEO over the tax on big businesses in San Francisco that raise funds for the homeless. He's a big investor in the Bay Area. He's putting his, his money where his mouth is. Um, it's pretty fascinating stuff to see billionaires kind of like squabble. It's cool. eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Uber's starting a loyalty rewards program. That's kind of a smart idea because I think we've all used Uber and we've all used Lyft. And sometimes I don't feel really loyal to one or the other. And sometimes I'll check, you know, what the price is going to be, and I'll get with cheaper too because a car's a car to me. Someone else's car is a car to me. I've never noticed that much difference in the service to material impact me. So that's out there. Um, Let's bring in Chad Burton, CFP Chad Burton, to talk a little bit about financial planning. He's going to be with me this weekend at the big seminar in San Jose. Two seminars in one day, one for wealth preservation, one for wealth creation. Chad? Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, certified financial planner. One of the things you do when you hire a financial planner is you put together a financial plan, it needs to be updated it needs to be reviewed and you call that an annual review of a financial plan what do we need to know going into an annual review of a financial plan
1: well you know when you're when you're younger it's really making sure that your percentage of savings rate is on track and the value of what you saved for retirement is on track for your age, like you know forty two times your income saved up by then if you're if you 're not on track, what do you need to do to get on track and then what does your portfolio look like once you 've retired it's a much more detailed process, or even ten years prior to retirement, ten years prior to retirement you 're focusing on getting your budget really nailed down changing your portfolio so that you have some cash in a balanced portfolio. So, it's an altering your, your portfolio from accumulation phase to getting ready for the decumulation phase, or the, in, the income phase. Yep. In retirement, it's assessing where you are. You had a plan that at some point told you you're okay to retire. Do you need to make any adjustments? And, and what do you need to look at to make those adjustments?
0: It's interesting, because a financial plan has, obviously, a lot of moving components, including the stock market. Up markets and down markets. In an up market, your financial plan may look a lot
1: better. In a down market, you may get a little more stressed. Is is that
0: am I on the right track
1: there? Yeah, in fact I see this in major corrections. Like we I mean we dealt with it in the tech correction, we dealt with it in the great recession of two thousand eight and nine, where people looked at their portfolios and they felt like they had to reduce their spending by the amount their portfolios were down. Okay. Now, if you're a family, especially in the Bay Area, and the overall stock market at the bottom was down 48% from the highs, right? If you're invested properly in retirement, you weren't going to be down that much, but you know maybe you're looking at a 20% decline. Um, the worst thing you could have done is panicked and sold, but that's a different segment, right? Yeah. But one of the other things you don't need to do is say, I need to reduce my spending this year by 20%. I mean, can you imagine that hit to your budget? Like, if you looked at what you're spending now and I have to cut 20% of my expenses out, that's very difficult. So, what you can do is calculate what adjustments do I need to make over a 30 to 35 year period and get back on track. And maybe that's only a 2% to 3% reduction in your spending for a long period of time versus a 20% hit this year. You get what I'm saying? So, it's a game yeah. of math, it's a game of looking at long term projections. And then, you know, here we are. Ten years later, and you could have increased your spending and then some because your portfolio is higher than even it was in two thousand and seven you know who should so, do annual, minor adjustments do you know who should do annual
0: financial reviews, football players because when they're young, they have the cash flow to cover all their expenses, including taxes mm-hmm. on the real estate and cars that they buy, and then they go bankrupt you know, two, three four years after quitting the sport because they don 't have that cash flow anymore and I think some of the Bay Area kind of runs into that too because stock options and you know big runs at apple and facebook suddenly you can find yourself with a second home and when that goes away the income <laughs>
1: you still yeah. have to pay those bills we see that that way too often with any celebrities or or pro athletes that just don't get the long term aspect of this isn't going to last forever in terms of the income so you got to adjust your expenses or or plan now but i mean you have to re- in retirement you have to take a look at your expenses every year are you on track how is your portfolio done versus what you originally projected in your financial plan? Are you ahead of the game or behind the game? Then you have rental properties you might need to look at and overall net worth and taxes. We also have to review taxes every year. How much did you pay in taxes? Was your tax return done properly? I, I just was looking at a return last week where the CPA didn't see a 1099 from one company where uh, $6,000 was withheld. And so, they had to refile and they got a $6,000 refund. So mistakes are sometimes made, and the financial planner can catch those.
0: It's good to know. Anything else we need to know on the annual financial review? Is, is it? Do you feel judged at these things because people will compare you to the markets, or are people pretty lenient?
1: Well, I mean, you should always judge somewhat. I mean, there's you're going to be a certain amount of the portfolio is going to be tied to the market, a certain amount to fixed income, and a certain amount to cash. The issue is that you need to. Be clear to your advisor what you want to get out of the meeting. Okay. Right? Some, sometimes the advisor wants to focus on the numbers and the details, but there may be something that you need to know so you know you're okay. So, it's really a, a communication issue. Okay. And be clear on what you want to get out of the meeting versus the agenda of the advisor.
0: Which is interesting to note because my family, we're incredibly social. So, sometimes we get into meetings and we just want a gab. It could be about mm-hmm. buying a house, it could be about the kids, it could be about other things, but you, you have an agenda. Maybe write it down before you go in.
1: Yeah, that's so what I have my advisors do. Write down your agenda, but start the meeting with what are your main concerns, and let's deal with those first.
0: And from the client perspective, uh, try not to gab. <laughs> this is a serious annual review. <laughs> Find CFP Chad Burton at New Focus Financial. Dot com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You can meet him at seminars. You can listen to his podcast. You can do all sorts of things at the website, newfocusfinancial.com. Uh, talking a little annual reviews on financial plan. Thanks, Chad. All right. Thanks, Rob. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Um, a listener sent me an email the other day, Blackshow.com. I've been listening to you for years, and now I listen to you on the podcast. Sweet. He was basically talking about his mortgage on his home, $1.8 million. Not too shabby, huh? Nothing says success like a $1.8 million home. But he can only deduct up to $1.1 million with new tax laws. He says, should I pay down that mortgage? And I'm like, well, tell me more. How much cash do you have? How much? Uh, what's your rate on the mortgage? Is it 3.5% or is it 8.5%? You got to get a little bit more data. I service debt because all my mortgage rates are under four percent, and I try to get seven to ten percent out of the stock market, if not more. So I'm okay servicing debt, but also I have a okay, uh, scenario for worst case scenario. Let's talk investing this weekend in San Jose at the Rotary Center from nine thirty to eleven thirty. Chad's going to go over wealth uh, preservation and income in retirement. In from one to three, I'm going to go over. Uh, investing beyond a 401k, creating wealth. Sign up at Rob Black Show. Use code radio25. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, seven to nine on AM 1220 KDOW. As we look at the calendar, what do we see? Into the year, right? What do we do December 31st? We get sloppy drunk and kiss a girl at midnight. Usually, I think that's the idea, right? But we also make resolutions. Some people make a resolution to save more money. Probably the most popular one is what? I'm gonna lose weight this year, right? I'm gonna go to the gym more. Tends not to last. There's a report out, and this kind of scares me a little bit of how much obesity costs Americans. And if you want to see where politicians at some point in time may go, how about a fat tax? We've talked about soda taxes, right? Sugary drinks. Uh, People love to tax sin. And right now, it's not a sin to be fat. Maybe it's one of the seven deadly sins, sloth, right? Um, But it costs Americans 1.72 trillion dollars. Now, you look at our deficit and you go, that's not good. We could pay off that deficit if people lost weight. Americans spent approximately $480 billion in direct health care costs on conditions related to risk factors of obesity and overweightness. Overweightness or being overweight? Probably that one. Lost economic productivity was hit at $1.2 trillion. You add that number with how much we spent on health care. And boom, boom. Let's go to the videotape. If you don't know who that is, you missed out on Warner Wolf. Back when uh, we did videotape. I know, I know, I know, I know. So anyhow and anyway, I am digressing. Doesn't take me long, does it? Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. A uh, few Americans exercise as much as they're supposed to, and that adds up to $117 billion in annual health care costs. So when, what I'm pulling at right now is I'm giving you big research report numbers, One's by the Milken Institute. Um, this one by HHS, Health and Human Services. And they're very vastly different, right? Just a fraction of Americans are exercising as much as they're supposed to, costing the healthcare system billions of dollars and contributing to people dying early. The st- uh, Research says 26% of men, 19% of women, and 20% of adolescents meet the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services exercise recommendations. And that. that Cost about one hundred and seventeen billion dollars in annual healthcare costs. It contributes to ten percent of all premature deaths. When you go in and shop for a casket, and you're like, "I'd like one the size of a," well, how shall we say this, right? That's brutal. PG&E is down. F- oh, so what I'm getting at there is that's a lot of money to our economy, and that's like why I work in the television station and radio station. Television has a little bit more money than radio. Um, every year they do flu shots for their employees. Um, I've seen companies now say, you know, you have to go get blood work done uh, to be approved for our, our health care plan. They're like, whoa. Or for lower rates in your health care plan.
1: No way.
0: At Cron, the TV station I work for in San Francisco, the city, by the way, the city is so good. They only refer to it as the city and everyone knows what we're talking about. Sourdough bread. Overrated. <laughs> Trolley cars. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, my, uh, my TV station, San Francisco. Uh, they, they, they throw out Lysol wipes everywhere. Big old canister. Those things are expensive. They're not cheap. But they want everyone not to get the flu because we lose productivity when people have the flu. So it's a little preventative maintenance. Now, that's a great thought right there. Let's stop right there. Preventative maintenance. Instead of waiting for your car to break down, don't do a tune-up, because I don't think tune-ups are done quite like they used to. The technology inside cars have changed. But take care of your car. Um, It'll save you in the long run. Preventative maintenance. I used to drive a a convertible, and uh, I built it. It was a project of mine in my senior year of high school. Uh, my summer of that senior year, a friend of mine and mine, we went to a junkyard and basically, someone was selling eighteen barrels of parts of two that could basically become two Mazda. Uh, well, not Mazda Miannas, but Miannas. I think that's right. No, a uh, uh, Spider. It was a Spider. Um, pretty cool car, but once I got it running, it was almost impossible keep it running unless you did preventative maintenance. You with me against me? Um you could probably do a little preventative maintenance in your health. Brush your teeth, lose some weight, you'll live longer. You could probably do some preventative maintenance in your portfolio. Don't bet on one company. I got an email yesterday from a guy who says, "Most of my wealth is tied up in PG&E stock." So I'm guessing he was probably one of those guys who worked for PG&E. And they give him stock options, and he's screwed. I'm like, you need help, dude. When did you think it was a good idea to only own your company stock? So now he only owns his company stock, but he also works for him, So they pay his income, which pays for his health care, which pays for his rent or mortgage. So do a little preventative maintenance. Global stock market's under pressure today. Japan eked out again. gain. I know, we're kind of paying attention to this kind of stuff. Apple's got some bad news. Dun, 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 dun. Rod Hall at Goldman Sachs cut his Apple price target 12% from 240 buckaroos down to 209. Guggenheim analyst Robert Chara. He downgraded Apple. Apple has 28 buys and 21 holds. So this is interesting to watch the downgrade parade come. I know, who doesn't love a parade, Right. I'll be honest with you. If you've ever lived in New York City, no one loves a parade who lives in New York City. And every weekend there's a parade. And I'm not knocking the, the, the groups. The Irish Parade, the Spanish Parade, the Latin American Parade. There's hundreds of groups. Hundred. The Puerto Rican Parade is particularly, particularly annoying with noise. So I hate parades. In the granddaddy of them all, the Thanksgiving Day Parade, Macy's Parade, hate it. I will. I'll say this. I won't shop at Macy's ever again until they cancel that parade. I don't need to see floats. I don't need to see floats. What a waste of money! On when you see that, like the Rose Bowl parade. I'm sorry, but what a waste of money. I'd walk every step of the mile and think it was really worthwhile
1: to see a parade (laughs) marching down the. I
0: have no clue where where my producer pulled that one from, but congratulations, you you made me smile. Ten Cent Holdings. Uh, Chinese company. They beat analyst expectations handily. A lot of what's going on with China right now in the United States. Will we or won't we? She loves me, she loves me not. With Donald Trump, make a deal. Chinese tech companies have struggled in 2018, so it's nice to see Tencent beat analyst expectations. But it's also worth $330 billion. Like Apple, when it was worth a trillion. We've had a couple companies... March up to almost a trillion, then fall apart to never get close again. Apple got above, and then we started to say, okay, when's Amazon going to get their, their day? They got above, and they pulled back. A trillion dollars is a big number. So you write it down, and it's, it's tough to become two trillion. One dollar to two dollars is pretty easy. One trillion to two trillion is another journey all on its own. Chinese tech companies have struggled in 2018. So when a company like a Tencent Holdings reports numbers, we pay attention Maybe Tencent's not your play. Maybe it's Baidu. Baidu's fallen 21% year-to-date. Alibaba. I just like saying Alibaba. I'm going to be honest with you. Ba-ba. Ba-ba-booey. Like it's fallen 15%. Talking. Alibaba's down 15% from its all-time highs. Baidu down 21%. Tencent shares are down 33%. So you look at those three companies and you go, okay, they're all big. They got that going for them. Or the, it is what it is. But Tencent's fallen the most. So when you start looking at price-to-sales ratios, price-to-earnings ratios, when you start looking at what uh, profit margins are, maybe you can make an investment decision and say, I want a Chinese company. Maybe I'll buy an index. I was watching real sports recently. Have you ever watched real sports on HBO? It's probably my favorite show because they they just do stories that are crazy. They did one recently about a guy who in St. Louis kind of invented the index fund. So he's got more money than he knows what to do with. And he became bored. And he liked the game of chess. Couldn't play it worth a darn, but he, he liked it. So he sponsored, like, World Chess Championships in St. Louis so that chess players come to St. Louis and he gives up the prize money. The United States has a chance for the first time ever since Bobby Fischer to beat Russia. Uh, but not in this case, Russia. I like think Swedish. Magnus Gundersen or something like that. I probably made up that name. But uh, USA, USA. Can you feel the pride if we win the national, the World National Ch- Chess Championship? Chess is a great game, by the way. But uh, odd. Odd way to spend your money, huh? If you're a billionaire. Sponsor chess players as athletes. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I smell a movie in this one. Big seminar coming up in San Jose. Two of them this weekend. One for wealthy people. One for who, people who want to get wealthier. You can learn more by going to Rob Black's show. Sign up for the events at uh, using code RADIO25. That's RADIO25. Big event on the 17th this Saturday in San Jose. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I have no negative feelings in my heart for people who like Taylor Swift or Katy Perry. To each their own, right? I think it's kind of cool. Every now and then you see a singer come along and uh, capture the minds of young girls or young boys. There's Korean, South Korean pop bands that are international, how shall we say, celebrities. One of them is fighting with Taylor Swift right now, saying that her number one status is a little bit wonky because she's using robots to play Spotify all day long of just her music, so that she climbs the charts. And you're like... Do people really have that much in them that they would do that? And I I think the answer is yes. What I did to become successful after college was I worked people. If I could have had a robot do it, you know, Rob Black 2.0, I'm I'm in. So that's out there. Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak was in the news yesterday. And he was talking a lot about, you know, uh, Apple's performance and what they could do. One of the things that he said that was kind of interesting, uh, and, and I kind of believe—I'm I, I, going with this—he's a technologist. I don't know how much of a technologist he is, but it is fun to look to the future of technology, right? At one point in time, a couple years ago, he said, "I think Apple should make the first self-driving car." You know, Tesla was talking about it, and you know, there was all—you know, Uber. Who's going to do it? Who's going to crack the code? But now he said something along the lines of, "From seeing what Tesla does." It's going to be more of assistive driving than it is little things like spot red lights and stop signs. It'll help you avoid some accidents, he believes. And I'm kind of with that. He owns a Tesla, and I know where he lives. Um, I can see his house kind of thing. Uh, I don't have any desire to stalk him or anything like that. But I do like hearing him talk. Is there anyone like that with you? There's uh, one guy that I've played on the show before, a guy named Scott Galbraith. He's from New York University, and he really talks about big brands like Google and Amazon and Apple. And uh, he got to toot his own horn recently because he was asked on CNBC or someone like that, where do you see Amazon putting their two headquarters? And he called it perfectly. He said New York and Washington because that 53-year-old billionaire, Jeff Bezos, wants to be in those cities sometimes. So they of course they pull him up on CNBC yesterday or when the news broke that's exactly what's happening. And uh he yelled out the word disco. Not touchdown, not I got it right, not see I told you so, it goes disco. Woo-hoo! And I'm thinking of stealing that and appropriating it as mine. Would that work for you? Probably not, right? So good news, bad news. Um we spend way too much on credit cards during the holidays. And the bad news is, it's good for, I love points of them. And I'll put all my Christmas cards spending on a card. But I'll pay it off by that statement when it, when it comes in January. Black Friday is right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. One in four of you. One in four of you are still paying off credit cards from last holiday season. Awesome. Boo! Disco! Boo. See how it works? so easy to overspend when you hear this music and the fireplace is crackling. You know it's Christmas time, right? You feeling it? You start thinking, man, that Mike Matthews. Oops, I shouldn't say his last name. Man, that Mike, he's a good guy. Awesome. He's a great producer. I should get him a gift. And you know what? Nah, we just work together. I shouldn't get him a gift because I can't get everyone gifts who are nice but I'll get them a gift. It'll probably be a butt cake. Because everyone Boy, will likes is butt this cakes. Great. But I got a little more discretionary money than some people do. And I remember in my twenties, I came up with a concept: write down a list of top ten people you want to get gifts for, and just do the top three. Right? I know. I know. That's like the genius, right? Don't buy people books. You never want to buy people books. That shouldn't be your thing. Shouldn't be your thing. Let people buy their own books. No! Does it work? I don't think so. But I'm gonna keep trying it. So, Americans are still grappling with debt, a lot of debt, and 73% say they've got a plan to use credit cards this year. That's up from 58% last year. No! They're also expected to take roughly 14 weeks on average to pay off their credit card purchases, up from 2.3 months that typically took to erase that debt last year. Okay, so let's do the math. Fourteen weeks is four weeks in a month. So that's one, two, eight, twelve. That's three and a half months. Last year, it was 2.3 months. Do you see a debt problem in America? When when my dad bought a car when I was a little boy, and I sit on my daddy's lap, I said, Daddy, how many years is it going to take you to pay off this fine automobile? It was a Chrysler K car. Three-year loan. Now, seven-year loans are normal. That Chrysler K car was like $23,000, and Lee Iacocca made it and saved America. He made America great, again, before other people made America great. I don't know. I got to be careful where I go with this, right? But point-of-sale loans are also something that's starting to crop up. Such loans vary by company by company, retailer to retailer. Consider using a credit card with a 0% annualized rate. And paid off quickly. I mean, there's ways of doing this, but man, I, it's getting crazy. So just watch your debt, please, because credit card debt, student loan debt, national debt, holiday debt—like it's too much. And we can bend until we break, but we're gonna break. Don't be that person. Little Bee Gees. I don't think we've ever played the Bee Gees on this show. Right. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big seminar this weekend in San Jose at the Rotary Center. Two of them. One for wealth preservation, one for wealth creation. Learn more at Rob Black Show and use the code RADIO25 and sing along the BGs.
1: Disco!